Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. So the audio is critical and, you know, your audio as a podcaster is booming through and it has a sense of authority, a sense of professionalism, a sense of quality that is critical. And it's almost as important now in video as it would be for podcasting that it has been for years. My name is Samantha Riley and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and today we're going to talk about webinars and specifically how we can make webinars more interactive and even more importantly, more interesting so that our prospects stay engaged and hopefully they buy from us is what we're going for. So I've invited Johnny Byrne to join me today. So thank you for staying up late, Johnny. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Samantha. I'm missing out on my beauty sleep and you can see that I need as much of it as I can get. So <laughs> I'm, I'm making an exception just for you. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. It's very late where you are and I very early where I am, but that's, I guess, the beauty of being in a global world. We can still catch up even though both of us have got our eyes hanging out of our head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all good. I appreciate you and the time for this. So why don't you share a little bit about what it is that you do and the kind of people that you work with? Because I think that'll give us a little bit of context around today's topic. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess the main thing that I do is I help people address the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room really is where 60% of webinar attendees leave before the end because of attention deficit, distraction, and sheer boredom with death by PowerPoint. So what I help webinars and subject matter experts who deliver webinars and speakers, trainers, authors, and coaches who go on camera a lot, I help them to avoid death by PowerPoint and boring the pants off people where they don't stay for that offer at the end. And if they're not there for the offer, then they're not going to buy, you know, because they haven't seen the offer. So let's increase the chances reduce that 60% of those who leave. So at least they'll see the offer, right? And if they see the offer, at least we're in with a chance that they may take us up on that invitation to take up on the offer. So that's what I help people to do. It's really using an age old technique at this stage called pattern interrupt, where you basically seamlessly transition into your slides without breaking eye contact, without even 
having to share your screen. And for your listeners, what I'm doing there is actually appearing as if I'm part of the presentation without actually having to reach for my mouse and share the screen. And that's really what I teach is pattern interrupt. It's quite popular in NLP, psychotherapy and psychology. You may remember as a, as a child, Samantha, if you were crying and your parents gave you a lollipop or you might do it now with, with your kids and, and I know I do it with mine. Look at the doggy outside the window. That's pattern interrupt, right? And suddenly they go from one state to another and that's really what we're teaching here. Mm. And if you are listening, I do recommend that you go and head over to the show notes page at influencedbydesignpodcast.com and actually have a look at the video that we've got up there because an elephant really did actually just join us in the room. It wasn't just a matter of, of speech there. <laughs> we were joined by an elephant. Exactly. So you talk about death by PowerPoint and we all know what that feels like. It's, you know, when you're in a conference room, it's bad enough. You know, when you have to start, when you start fiddling with your pen or your phone, but let's face it, we're giving webinars where people are in their home office, they don't start fiddling, they just leave. So I guess this is such a big question and I'm sure you're the expert here and you'll start to break it down, but how do we start to avoid death by PowerPoint? What are the things to avoid and what are the things that we can do to overcome that? Yeah, so it's said that when we're on stage or when we're speaking in public, the key is to maintain attention. And then when we're online, it's to avoid people being distracted. And that's what we are talking about there. They're only inches from their phone or they're watching online and they could have Facebook open in another tab. So really what we're looking to do first and foremost is really deliver in our webinars really valuable quick win educational information. And then along with that, on top of that, what we do is we break pattern. So rather than welcoming people full screen and then going to a presentation where particularly in Zoom and indeed in GoToWebinar and other platforms, we kind of disappear up into the corner and then it's slide after slide. So what I'm doing here, and again, for your listeners, we urge you to watch the video for full effect. What I'm doing here is without even breaking eye contact, I'm moving into the slides. Okay, I'm transitioning into the slides where I can continue to present. Okay, so I'm presenting the slides. I'm part of the presentation as if I was on stage with a big screen behind me, like you'd often see in a TED talk. Mm. And then again, without breaking eye contact, I can disappear and continue to present again, no messing around with a mouse sharing the screen, which makes us look unprofessional and unprepared, particularly when it doesn't work or it takes too long to happen. Then we might reappear somewhere else and continue to present our presentation. So really what we're doing to the viewer's brain, rather than just slide after slide, even though there's something different on the slide, people are climatized, particularly because of COVID, after watching so many Zoom meetings and webinars, they're climatized to just a slide changing to another slide. So what we're doing here is we're adding to that. Their brain is going, hold on a second, he was over there a minute ago, mm. or there's actually an elephant in the room, or let's say, I don't know, I actually walk by my own ah. window. 
So, you know, it was so, actually really funny. <laughs> yeah. So it is, edu- it's, it's, it's kind of edutainment as they say. Mm. So, and it's not, it's not to distract so much that they're losing sight of the message or they're missing out on, on the message. All of the things that I show are used in context. So like me walking by my own window live is an exaggerated example almost of pattern interrupt. But if we're talking about the offer, you know, you can go to your newsroom or the offer is going to bring in some money and literally money falls out of the sky live as you're presenting. Again, all of these things are adding to the overall education and entertainment and getting a little bit of a laugh. And as as people say, if people are laughing, they're learning. Mm. The other thing you can do is bring in a little bit of B-roll or footage, as we call it, B-roll, where like a three-second clip rather than a static image on a slide really draws people in. Mm -hmm. So I would say something like, is this how you imagine yourself before your first webinar? Mm. Is this how you imagine yourself setting up your own studio? And people say to me, that looks exactly like me. Mm -hmm. They can relate and we're empathizing. So it's really a combination of those couple of things. The other thing we can do is we can, if I just open it up here, we can open up a whiteboard. And, you know, if we feel for whatever reason that this would make sense during our presentation, we can start to draw out stuff, A plus B equals whatever. And we can appear in the whiteboard and say, hey, is this making sense? They're like, yeah, absolutely. Keep going. And like, cool. So that's, it's just another example. If we change camera, if I show people behind the scenes, let's say in, in a live presentation, or I want to go to this other camera to show people the green screen, changing camera angles is another form of pattern interrupt. Mm. So there are a few very simple ones. I use a couple of cameras to show people behind the scenes. Typically in a webinar, one camera is fine. But this one camera and this camera is the same camera Mm -hmm. or this scene and this scene, as I should say, is the same camera. So it's really about just mixing it up without it being too busy or too distracting from the main message of the webinar. They're the main things. And then it's just not PowerPoint anymore. Totally. And when you actually flicked into that screen where you were showing like sort of the behind the scenes, The thought that I immediately get is now we're not just talking face to face, but it almost feels like we've got more connection. It's more intimate because we can actually see behind the scenes of what you're doing and it completely changes. You know, it's like I feel like I know you more than just seeing your face on the camera. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So we're basically welcoming people into our office where even if I didn't do what I do, I would probably do another angle with the camera, just to show a little bit of the less polished, a little bit more vulnerable. And it's not for everybody that would want to do that. Would you, you would see very polished webinars and yet they would show a second camera to say, hey, I'm a real person just like you. Mm. And just because I, for the first 10 minutes, it, it was very polished and almost TV-like, you know, I'm a real person just like you. And there's times that works really, really well. And especially for me, of course, when I can show people behind the scenes. But it is it is that open door policy that fly on the wall. Hey, come and see inside my my office or my house. You're welcome to see it. I've nothing to hide. Mm. And that kind of builds rapport quite well as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And relatability. All of a sudden it's like, 
oh okay yeah i can do that i love that yeah yeah because yeah. i want to show people as well samantha that it's achievable mm -hmm. you know i don't want people to look at this production and say ah oh, it's easy for you johnny you know you've got it all figured out i'm like well first of all it wasn't always like this i look back at videos and they make me cry and laugh at the same time <laughs> i'm this like bluey color and you can barely make me out and the, the audio is terrible and i kind of joke about i look like something in a witness protection program so but you gotta as les brown would say you don't have to be great to get going but you have to get going to be great so showing people that i haven't got a lot of space the equipment isn't that expensive i got a little switch on my desk that with the right software you can get going pretty quickly with the right guidance and setup so yeah yeah totally so let's talk about the setup because you did mention oh johnny but it's different for you and you know we hear that all the time as experts you know mm. but it's different for you people are making up all these stories a what is this the cost that we're looking for to set that up yeah so the first thing i always say to people is you don't need everything that i have unless you do what i do and if you do you wouldn't be watching this okay so i have what i have because it grew organically over time based on my budget and the availability of new gear but i kept everything to reuse where possible and to show people different options based on the size of their room and the size of their budget but we're talking about hundreds of dollars, not thousands. Definitely when you're starting out a reasonably good webcam, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars, whatever you can afford. Typically, the more you spend within reason, the better they actually are. Mm -hmm. So we, the go to is the Logitech C920. After that, maybe the Brio. After that, maybe the new Elgato Facecam Pro at about 350 is almost as good as a DSLR. The Insta360 that will move with you is a fantastic webcam for about 350 quality, quality. But you'd be surprised. I mean, if you only had $300, I would spend 100 on a webcam and 200 on lights rather than the other way around. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because lighting is, and again, for your audio audience, pop over to the video because I just turned off my lights and you just see... Like, again, this is the witness protection look that a lot of people are, mm -hmm. you know, you can, it's like you're on a, you're on some sort of crime show and you can't show your face. So, I mean, even to turn on one light makes a massive difference. Yeah. It doesn't make me any better looking, but it definitely makes me more visual. So I underestimated the importance of lights for a long time. So that, that would be my go-to would be if you have 300 spend 200 on lights and 100 on the camera the other way around. No camera within reason, unless you spend an absolute fortune, is going to create light. So you need to create light and then the camera will find it easier. So in the low hundreds, microphone, again, your kind of go-tos that are quite popular, your Snowball, your Blue Yeti, some USB mics, the Elgato Wave 3. Personally, I go for a shotgun microphone that's attached to my teleprompter, so it's not on the desk. I'm not gonna hit it over. I don't have to wire myself up. There's no batteries required or any of that. So if budget allows, I would go for a shotgun microphone. So the Rode Go 2 starts at about $100. You can go into thousands if you wish. 
Any Rode shotgun within reason for $100, $200, $300 is going to be a great microphone. It reduces echo by default. The reason it's called a shotgun, it's directional. Mm-hmm. It's not a brand. It's just a category of microphone. And don't, again, underestimate the importance of audio. In fact, you could leave your camera. If your camera broke, people would stay on to hear you. If your microphone broke or was breaking up like a bad cell phone signal, they would just tune out. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it's one thing if they can't see you, they'll forgive you almost for going, okay, his camera's gone a bit, whatever. But if they can't hear you, there's no point in being able to see you. So the audio is critical and, you know, your audio as a podcaster is booming through and it has a sense of authority, a sense of professionalism, a sense of quality that is critical. And it's almost as important now in video as it would be for podcasting that it has been for years. Mm. I love that you mentioned the authority piece because when someone shows up and you can't hear them properly or you can't see them properly, the first people don't even realize they're thinking it, but they're thinking, oh, this person's amateur, or maybe they don't know what they're talking about. And I think that that's really important to bring out in the open and say, people actually won't take you seriously if you don't have a professional setup. Exactly. And you know, the saying, what you see is what you get. So if people don't like what they see, they presume they won't like what they get. I mean, this is the shop window, whether it's fair or not, mm. you know, we have no control over that. And maybe back in the early days of COVID, oh, sure, the poor fellow's working from home and it's it's grand, you know, and maybe he didn't get any equipment or we'll forgive him. And then after a couple of weeks of COVID and working from home being the norm and people actually investing and starting to look good, people very quickly started to see, Samantha, what good looked like. And therefore, forgiveness went out the window. It's, hey, mm. look, you know, make an effort here. And I've turned up at sales meeting where sales meetings where people were presenting softer that could be five, ten thousand dollars and they show up and I'm like, dude, like based on what I see, rightly or wrongly, and I don't mean to judge, but if your software is anything like what I see right now, I ain't buying. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's people, it's the shop window and perception is reality. And it, I think it's disrespectful, to be honest, mm. not to show up in a way that you would offline. I mean, you wouldn't show up with your lunch all over your face, you know, yeah. offline. So metaphorically, why would you do something that's unprofessional online? And I get that. I mean, people make the excuse, ah, it's expensive and technical. And I would say there's a technical element to it, but it's a lot easier than you think. And hey, it can be learned. Mm -hmm. And your reputation is on the line. Your business is on the line. Your income is on the line. Your profit is on the line. What people say about you is on the line. So for the sake of a couple of hundred dollars and some training, I don't think we have an excuse. And it ain't going away. So... No, you know, if anything, it's become more, (laughs) there's more of it than ever before. So we got to embrace it, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you talked about the kinds of technology that we can use. Let's talk about the space that we need. Sure. Because, you know, some people were like, well, actually, I don't have the space or I don't know how to set it up. 
So what sort of area do we need to have aside for this setup? Yeah, so ideally what I would say to people if standing is an option is to stand up, put their arms out and do kind of a Wonder Woman twirl. <laughs> and that's kind of the, the, roughly the space you need. I mean, there's a few additional pieces that you could look at in terms of equipment. Um, but ideally, yeah, you'd be looking at to be comfortable, you would be looking at about three meters square. Now, I work in a smaller space in the corner of my living room with a pull up green screen, which is the distance between the green screen and the wall, not my desk, but the actual wall is two meters. Mm -hmm. So about two meters square for sitting and presenting with a pull up green screen. So you don't need a lot of space. You could set up a, a nice, beautiful background like you have, or if that's not an option for people, get the pull up green screen. Just stay far enough away from the green screen that you're not casting a shadow on it and ideally be in control of the lighting on the green screen. Otherwise, you're going to have trouble. But green screens are optional. I mean, if you want the full immersive experience, you need a green screen. But there are ways to immerse yourself in the slide in a circle where people can see your background, but you're still transitioning nicely into the slide. So you don't really need a lot of space. Just don't feel confined because you won't present. It's like if you were put on a very, 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 very small stage, you'd be like, I can't really. So you, you do need a little bit of freedom, but nothing like what people like. If I hit this button here, you know, I can just about reach the green screen. I can just about reach the camera. So arms out. And, and, and that's a rough rule of thumb, really. Totally, totally. Now, I know that you have a free resource that you can share with our audience. I'd love you to tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah, so the free resource is called Presentation, Presentation Transformation. And it basically, in about 10, 12 pages with some diagrams, it takes people through a lot of what we talked about, some hints about the equipment and some links to the go-to equipment that I would suggest. I'm not saying you throw out what you have just and buy what I say, use what you have if you get the desired result. It talks about pattern interrupt and slide design as well. But more recently, I added an interactive version. So you can download the full PDF or you can read it online and ask questions. So I will get an alert if you ask a question and I will answer. So the, there's an interactive version of it, which means you can ask the author and we can answer some specific questions as well. We have an equipment list of everything that I have. As I say, nobody needs everything that I have. But if you like what you see and you want to look at different options, you can get all the Amazon or different supplier links in one spreadsheet as well. So there's the couple of resources that I have prepared and I'm glad to share them with your viewers and your listeners. Absolutely. So head over to Influence by Design Podcast dot com and get a copy of those free resources johnny i would love you to share some or a case study of someone that was running webinars before and how did their i guess show up rate engagement conversions change once they change to this system because i mean that's really what it's all about right sure yeah, so the show up rate improves where you do a better registration page video. So if you have a video on your webinar registration page, 
you can definitely look more professional by using this system. For some people, they don't have a video on the registration page, and that's fine. So the viewer only starts to see how professional it is when they join the webinar. So what we've helped people to do is reduce the 60%. So the industry average of people leaving before the end is 60%. We have helped people get that down to 50, 40%. So then their conversions go up, sometimes a percent or two, sometimes three, four, 5%, because there are more people there. And they're getting better at it now, and they're bringing in, now that they can see what's possible with, as the example, the elephant in the room or whatever it might be, they're starting to think, what else can I do with this? And they might reach out to me, they come up with their own ideas. But the, the big feedback is that the viewer kind of says, look, this is better than I've seen most webinars done. Okay, because if your viewers and your listeners take this on now, they will still be better than 90% of webinars that are going on at the moment. So that's the sort of feedback they're getting. And the feedback I get personally from my clients and students is, it's so much fun. It's so enjoyable. It's so effortless with a bit of practice. It's like no more sharing screen. And that enjoyment comes across to the audience, which comes back to the presenter, which goes back. To, so there's this kind of new dance of we're all having a good time here. So it's definitely put more money in people's pockets because more people stay to the end therefore more people saw the offer and more people bought the offer mm. and they're, they're growing it and growing it and growing it from there and the great thing about the setup as well is that you can use it for making courses you can use it for speaking at summits you can use it for being on a video podcast you can you know really helps you make courses faster as well if you're in online courses if you wanted to jump on a LinkedIn Live or any other live stream platform, you can use it for that as well. It'll work anywhere you turn on your camera. People ask me, oh, does it work on Zoom, go to webinar, StreamYard, Google Meet, Google Hangout, anywhere you turn on the camera, Microsoft Teams, it works with all of them. Mm, love that so much. And can I just say for someone that hasn't shared a screen for a couple of years now, because I do have the tech to transition. Yeah. Not only is it more seamless, it makes me more confident because I'm not thinking about something else, but also for the viewer, it's just, it happens. We don't have to sit there and wait or someone hits a button. So it, I just love it. Not sharing screens is awesome. Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, thanks so much for coming and sharing your genius with us today. We really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure, Samantha. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.